live from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program. Not welcome back, but I must say that we are back after the weekend. I'm sure that you have rested well this weekend and you had an splendid weekend and now you're back in the swing of Monday and having it be, you know, probably at home, you're listening to the radio and it's time now for, of course, Madrasa on E, Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, along with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in studio and we are going to be in your company up until Asr this afternoon, inshallah. You know that the lines are always open via SMS and via WhatsApp for you to send through your questions. We are indeed tackling Knowing My Lord, that is the first segment that we are busy with currently at the moment. That is the segment of Knowing My Lord. And if you have any questions, then you may send it through. But remember, these are questions in which we are speaking about now, that Sheikh is going to be addressing. Or if it is a question that we have done prior, which was our Hajj edition, then you're most welcome to send through a question through to our SMS line as well as our WhatsApp line. But for now, I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to do the opening du'a for us, inshallah, and to start off Madrasa. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum. Shukran wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How's yourself, Adi Yasmin? Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah, alikullihan. We can only but thank Allah for the great favors. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعد رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وارزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته فأولى لسنس عطي الحمد لله um, all thanks and praises due to Allah till always and forever and love and salam and our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam the last and final messenger whom Allah have seen to be able to guide us how to be able to climb the ladder of success for this dunya success for our qabr and success for our akhirah and fortunately the world of success is limited to the understanding of finances and status and position that is not the success in the sight of Allah and His Messenger. Success deals with being successful in this dunya submission with your Lord. Success in your cover when you die today and success in the Akhirah. And may Allah grant all of us to be amongst them, those people, the people of success, through the process of our understanding, through the process of our application of our deen and through the process of our becoming that people who wish to be able to establish the truth and the righteousness in our life. May Allah grant us to be of those. Ameen. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Love and salam on our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, his family, his friends, and all those who follow their path. And may you and I be part of them. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillah. Um, as for our, our, our opening to if you do not mind, A'udhu Billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahmanir Rahim Malik Yawmiddin Iyaka Na'budu Wa Iyaka Nasta'een Ihdina Sirat Al-Mustaqim Sirat Al-Ladheena An'amta Alayhim Ghayri Al-Maghdubi Alayhim Walad-Dalleen 
آمين يا رب العالمين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا فإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها يا رب العالمين يا مقلب الكلوب ثبت كلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف الكلوب صرف كلوبنا على طاعتك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم جأل الحجاج حجهم حجا مبرورا وسعيهم سعيا مشكورا وذنبهم ذنبا مغفورا وعملهم صالحا مقبولا وتجارتهم لن تبور يا نور النور عالم ما في الصدور أخرجنا وإياهم من الظلمات إلى النور برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار وأدخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله وthanks and praises due to Allah Taala in having to recap what we did in our last lesson which was last week we were busy with the the, the surah surah Quraysh where we looked at the words of Allah Ta'ala, the ilafi Qurayshin ilafihim rihlata shita'i wassayf falyabudu rabba hadhal bayt alladhi ata'amahum min ju'i wa amanahum min khawf Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah We were looking in this verse, in this surah, for those subject matter of Allah Ta'ala indicating to us those verses that Allah has revealed at the time when Allah wanted to upgrade the quality of mankind from the misunderstanding of worshipping other than Allah. That they lived a life in Jahiliyyah, in, in Kufr, and the time of, of the Quraysh in Mecca. They lived a time prior to the coming of the Nabi wasallam, where idols was worshipped. Where the worshipping of anything other than Allah was happening. And because the worshipping of uh, idols and anything other than Allah creates a scenario where havoc becomes the life of mankind. Wrong becomes a, an, 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 an evil in injustice and, 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 and harm and maim and killing and destroying becomes a norm, becomes a, na- a natural thing. Wars, people killed, uh, uh, thinking nothing of the rights and, 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 and of, of, of other people. This is a norm in the process when you worship anything other. So Allah wanted to offer the Quraysh the opportunity for what Allah has given them. Allah started to be able to show them my great favors I had upon you for the fact that I allowed you to be able to be the rulers and the people in charge of Makkah. Because the city of Makkah doesn't belong to anybody but belongs to me, your Lord. Not me, I, the one that speaks, but me, the Lord, that gives this reminder to mankind, say, Li'ilafi Qurayshin, that Lord Allah, He says, He gives them the reminder of His great favors. 
ilafihim rihlata shita'i wasayf and he mentioned to them you did not have anything grown in the city of yours but we send the the produce of the whole of the world to be able to come to you at that time with the rihla with your traveling to the, the south and to the north in the south you went to the in the winter there was a winter travel and the summer travel that you had with your caravans and you went to ex exchange in businesses and you brought things into the city of Makkah for the people of Makkah so Allah wanted to be able to allow them to understand that they need to appreciate the favor of Allah and through the favor of Allah which Allah has given them Allah reminded them so because of that great favor that I've given you, that that Lord has given you, your worshipping should not be for the idols. Your worshipping should not be for anything other. Your worshipping belongs to Allah and Allah alone. And you and I need to understand, Allah said this verse or these verses or the surah, Allah sent it to the Quraysh. But similar to the Quraysh, Allah gives unto everywhere around the world. To everybody around the world, every human being, there's so many favors that Allah bestows upon us. And when Allah Taala said to the Quraysh, the Quraishin, that the Quraysh needs to be able to reflect to the favors that has been given to them, to the honor, to the dignity, to the status that has been given to them, how much of honor and dignity and status don't you and I enjoy? How much we are in Cape Town for over 300 years? For in Cape Town for over 300 years and we've been given honor and dignity and status and position to be here Allah did we weren't chased out Alhamdulillah the country has gone through various political processes we are still here we are enjoying all the luxuries that it at is here so when Allah then carries on into the verse Allah saying to us that those people, you that lived in Cape Town, enjoyed all the favors of mine in Cape Town. Worship this Lord of this house. As a reference to the people of Cape Town, let us also worship the Lord of the house under the process of the favors that Allah sent to us. Of the fact that we show appreciation, that we come to recognize how fortunate we are, that nothing that we are doing belongs to us. It is the great favors of our Lord that we actually enjoy. We're living in a Cape Town, MashaAllah, which has a summer and a winter. We have a lovely summer, a wonderful one, it's not too hot. Which has a winter that is not too cold compared to the many world places in the world otherwise. May Allah grant us to be able to recognize how fortunate we are and be of those people who show appreciation to our Lord and come to recognize that the verses in the surah has a reference to us where we are. It doesn't deal with the people of Makkah only. Amin Sheikh was doing a welcoming as well as a brief recap as to where we stopped last week. For now, we are going to be continuing Sheikh Tafatul. Shukran Jazakallah Khair. And Yasmina, in the words of Allah, when Allah says, فَلْيَعْبُدُوا Then let them worship. The Lord of this house. Now the reason why Allah said that to them was simply from the one side that they were people worshipping other than Allah. They were worshipping other than Allah. Right? One. But number two, they also had a very strong link with the Kaaba. With the, 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 they had a very strong link with the Kaaba. And to them, the Kaaba gave them prominence and gave them honor and gave them dignity and status. And they gave this prominence and they had a very strong link with the Kaaba, but also knew very well that the Kaaba had a Lord. 
And through the ages of them as Quraysh in Mecca, they always, when they wanted to deal with things, they went to the Kaaba and they spoke at the Kaaba and they gave a message to the Lord of the Kaaba. They said, Ya Rabb al-Bayt, O the Lord of this house. And they knew it had a Lord. And they had reverence for that Lord. They knew. And to the extent that they believed their worshipping was to anything other than Him to be able to get through Him, to Him. It was only a means to get to Allah. He is the Lord of the universe. He is the Lord of everything that there is out there. He is also the Lord of the Kaaba. And He has, he, as the Lord of the Kaaba, He will look after the Kaaba. He will protect the Kaaba and He will allow people to be able to interact. Act, but he will not allow people to do do unjust and wrongful things. And thus he said, Allah taught mankind because Allah knew how shaitan has destroyed man. So Allah then invites them, all of them, into the Quraysh. And Allah speaks to them in their status, their position, the leaders who could has control. And says to them, and speaks to the leaders especially, and says to them, فَلْيَعْبُدُوا رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ So let them, the people who actually, in actual fact, believe they've been enjoying all those great favors being in that place, and that, uh, that, that status in the city, and we've given them the right to be able to take control and give guidance in the process. فَلْيَعْبُدُوا رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ So if you know that there is a Lord there, that is in charge of this house, and you saw that this house has got so much reverence, and wonder and greatness and glory and you see the place as sacred and it belongs to a sacred Lord and you saw that the land is sacred and you saw that the, 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 the house is sacred and you saw that, that there is that rob that is as sacred or even more sacred than the house then Allah invites us all of us and says فَلْيَعْبُدُوا let us then worship رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ the Lord of this great house الَّذِي أَطْعَمَّهُمْ مِّنْ جُوعٍ Then Allah goes to the processes of what happened in Mecca and the different things that interacted. The issue of having to travel to the south and to the north in the summer and the winter. The issue of having Hujaj that comes there from everywhere around the world right through through the Umrah season and for the Hajj season they come from everywhere. So Allah is not speaking to the people of Mecca only. And nay, not to the Quraysh only of that day and time. Allah is also referring to the people of Makkah in charge today. The people, the kingdom that's in charge of Makkah today. Allah directly puts his finger into their faces and says to every one of them, Let them worship for the fact that they've been given that power and that might to have control and have that honor and dignity to be there. Let them worship in every sense of worshiping that belongs to Allah. Give the worshipping to none other. Let them not worship the idols of the modern idols that there is. Let them not worship the modern forms of having to be able to give power and might to anything other than Allah. Let them not worship anything Allah than other than Allah. Even if they believe that they are the people in charge and they are the ruling processes there, let them realize they've been given an honor. And if they do not realize it, like what Allah has done to Quraysh, Allah will do to them as a normal law. May Allah protect them. We are not here to be able to judge others. But this is Allah telling us. Allah says to us, this is what's going to happen. So let them come to their senses. It is for no, for no, and for no specific reason that Allah mentions in the sense of the Quraysh only. 
But the specific issue is everybody who comes to Makkah, everybody who comes to take rule of the area, everybody who is in charge must realize that sense of honor and dignity must remain. And the sense of worshipping belongs to nobody else. Not to other powers, not to any other. And unfortunately we see how many times people from everywhere around the world, especially people in charge, especially the leading group of people in the world, they, they fall to the processes of having to follow Satanism. They follow uh, um, secularism to such an extent that they became, become slaves of secularism. That they do not submit to Allah. Whilst Allah says, Walillahi al-Izzah. Might and power belongs to not the kings. To Allah. Wali Rasulihi. And to his messenger. Walil mu'mineen. And it belongs to the believers. May Allah grant us to be of those. And that we, you and I, need to realize. The might and power given to us. Must all be channeled in the process of having to be able to serve Allah. And to serve his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thus Allah's words, فَلْيَعْبُدُوا رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ Allah then goes over to the next verse. أَلَّذِي أَطَعَمَهُمْ مِنْ جُوعِ Because of the favors that they enjoyed, of the various favors that Allah there is, and those favors are billions and billions and billions of things. Allah only chooses a few to mention it to them, to let them realize how fortunate they are. And then Allah says, remember, because of those favors, we allowed you not to be able to live like other people that's in poverty and difficulties. He then fed them, he fed them, he gave them enough to eat and to enjoy and to drink. And they did not suffer hunger. Even if there was various things that was happening, the challenges that came in and out, but they did not suffer the sense of poverty and hunger. فَلْيَعْبُدُوا رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ الَّذِي أَطْعَمَهُمْ مِنْ جُوءِ He actually fed them and kept hunger away from them. وَآمَنَهُمْ مِنْ خَوْفِ And may gave them safety and security in their travels. Safety and security in the land. Safety and security in the place where they stayed. And they had no fear. And Allah gave them power and might to be able to be in charge. No fears. And they felt protected the way they are. Allahu Akbar. Ya Rabb. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. That is not the people of Makkah only. That is almost all of us. That we live in places. That is a sense of covering us, protecting us. Whether it's the home, whether it's the sound, the city, whether it's the town, whether it's the area, or the, 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 the um, estate that we live in. The senses of appreciation, or the, uh, or the, the, the like the whole of Cape Town, um, everybody stays. Or whether it's just in my home, I have a sense of enjoyment, of feeling contentment and easier. And um, there's no bomb- bombardment on me, and the, I, I'm not affected by by uncomforts. Yes, there is things around me, most probably that's not as easy, but generally I'm living in a sense of contentment, not under severe fear. Yes. Now and then there is tests and trials, but my life is not a life of fear. There is contentment, there's safety, there's generally safety, security. I have powers that is at play within my land that I live in that can benefit me, that, 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 that is protective measures for me, that allows that things doesn't become out of hand. And yes, alhamdulillah, 
But we also know at the same time we live in this modern age where there is the, the, the negativity that happens and the positivity that happens. And from uh, um, political processes, there's positive things that happens, but there's also negative things that we know this. But generally, most of us, even though some, some people claim that we go through many negative things, we don't constantly live in this. Allah doesn't allow us to live in the negativity forever. There is, we can breathe. And we feel at least contented. And at least we can't go to the shop. We can have something to eat. We can have something to drink. And we don't need to live in total or object poverty. Subhanak. And even I'm a very poor person. Some days there is enough to enjoy. Some days there is not enough. Nobody can claim, and I'm not speaking from the human perspective, I'm speaking from the perspective of the Lord of creation, the Lord of every one of us. If you reflect, your Lord never ever makes you to be a person who has got nothing to eat every day. Well, then you would have died. But he didn't do that. There's others in this world at various places that doesn't have food and there's drought. There's nothing to eat. There's no food. And the people and their families, they one after the other die in the processes. You and I have extreme excitement. We are such a big community. We are, consist of millions. There's enough in the seas. There's enough on our markets. There's enough in, in, in our farms to be able to feed us and to, drink, to allow us to drink. Subhanak. I mean, we've been in, in Cape Town alone. We've been under such pressures where... There wasn't enough waters in our dams. And then the rain comes again. And it feeds all of us. It feeds the ground. It feeds the animals. It feeds you and me. And this, I won't say we shouldn't be going to the extent of wastage. We should realize. And this is exactly what Allah says. فَلْيَعْبُدُوا رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ Let us come to recognition of worshipping none other than Allah. And the worshipping of none other than Allah is a process of where we actually need to be able to see whatever we do is in, in agreement what comes from Allah as His command and demand and His advice and guidance and that we follow that to the best of our abilities. Shukran so much for that. She's going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue where we stopped. Sheikh Tafato. Shukran Jazakallah khair for that one, Yasmina. Um, if we look at, at, at Surah Quraysh, um, a, as we said, the objective of us in this, in this segment is to be able to do what we call the essence of uluhiyyah in the presence, in the time frame of our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then obviously we are part of that time. We today, because our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not come to the people of Arabia, did not come to the era and the time that he lived in, he came from the whole of Arabia uh, and everywhere around the world and he came for all the people until the last hour. And so Allah made him the last messenger to humanity to be able to give the answers that each and every one of us will ever need to be able to be subservient to our Lord and to be successful in this world and successful in the year after. So those is 
Those is what we need to understand. So obviously, if the messenger is the final messenger for mankind, the message he brought is the final message. And everything in that message must be a reminder to them. Those people of that last hour, you and me, wherever we stay, and especially us, the listeners of Voice of the Cape, inshallah, may Allah grant us to come to the understanding. It's our duty to see that we strive towards uluhiyah of Allah. We give the honor and dignity that we worship none other than Allah. Allah is our Lord. He is the, the Lord of everything. Like He is the Lord of the Kaaba and the Lord of the universe that He has created. He is the sole Lord of all of that. But He's also the one that needs to be worshipped. And Islam does not ask us to identify Him as a Lord and we worship anything other. Islam asks us, when you identify Him as your Lord in his rububiyyah, then you need to be able to recognize that uluhiyyah in your life must be for him and for him only. And we dare think any moment that we worship any other than him. We should not under no circumstances. So yes, you and I go to the doctor when it's necessary because we are not healthy and sick. But we do not depend and we do not rely on the doctor. We depend and rely on that which allowed the might and power was given to the doctor and the medication and the might and power in that medication but we don't rely on the medication the medication is the means the doctor is the means the bank is the means the processes that we deal with is the means but Allah is the objective and through Allah and we rely on the power and the might of Allah in everything we do and that is what is meant by worshipping none other than Allah. That is the uluhiyah. And thus in this surah when Allah spoke to the Quraysh, Allah wanted man not to reflect within the limitation of Quraysh and the limitation of Makkah and in the limitation of what happened to them and their favors. But Allah wanted us to reflect within the great favors and the many favors and the continuous favors of our Lord to us wherever we find ourselves and how many favors we have. And today, how many? Can we calculate it? Imagine if Allah could say to the Quraysh, Li Quraishin, what would we need to be told if Allah had to tell us about all our favors that Allah gives us? You're living in the era of technology. You're living in the era of, 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 of vehicles that moves very easy, such as the, 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 the cars and, and the, 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 the aeroplanes and boats that sails on the sea. These things was not prevalent or uh, easy at those days. Allahu Akbar. Today you and I, Allah, we enjoy so many favors. Alhamdulillah. In our homes, we press a button, the light goes on. We open the tap and the water comes out. These was not common favors that there was in the time of Jahiliyyah. And yet Allah could say to them, I want to remind you of my great favors. And what about you and me? I mean, we're not only pressing a button when it comes to having the lights to go on or pressing a button on the stove and, 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 and we get a stove uh, and we get uh, things to heat up for us. And we press a button and the water boils. These are buttons. We, we press a button and we have the information of technology with us. And we press a button on our phone and we make connection with everybody everywhere around the world. Wow, you can speak to a thousand people at the same time from a thousand different uh, places in the world. You deal with them you, by pressing a button on your phone. How many favors we have? 
Should we not go out of our way to show our, our Lord we appreciate? And it is this which Allah tells us. He is the Lord of your technology. He is the Lord of your sciences. He is the Lord of, he is the Lord of it all. Because if it was not for Him, you would not have had it. You would not have been able to enjoy it. You would not have been able to be as fortunate as what you are today. Everything goes back to him and to him alone. He is in charge of everything. He puts professors in charge. He allows people to get into skills. He gives the power to them. He gives them the exposure. He gives them the knowledge and the understanding. It is through him that they be able to benefit others. Yes, and that you and I can benefit in the future. But we need to recognize it is Him and Him alone that deserves to be worshipped. We must not worship shaitan. We must not worship idols. We worship nothing other. We do not see anything powerful and mighty. And we do not rely and depend on anything whatsoever. We rely and depend on Him. We turn to Him. We beg of Him. We ask of Him. We ask of Him for protection. And we realize that nobody can give us anything if He doesn't want it for us. If He decides for us, it will happen. If He decides not, it will not happen. And thus, فَلْيَعْبُدُوا رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ May Allah grant us to be able to come to realize the extent of worshipping none other than Allah. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. Sheikh, here is a message that came through, a question that came through. It says, Yes, Salam, Sheikh, a great program. A friend asked me if this is a good sign. She wasn't for Hajj yet, but just watching Makkah on TV, she gets so emotional. May Allah grant her to go soon, inshallah. They want to know if that is a good sign. Shukran for that one, Aunt Yasmina. That's probably the answer that we probably need to give there is by saying, Yes, it is a good sign. But we need to understand these signs, or we need to be able to reflect within these signs. Um, uh, the objective is not going to Makkah. The objective is going to be able to fulfill the Hajj. Now, you cannot perform your Hajj anywhere else, but Hajj has been made a fart by Allah. So, if you need to go for Hajj, there's a need to be able to get yourself prepared, ready to go, and see that your preparation is that you obtain the processes enough to, up to fulfill the, the job lot of acquiring Hajj Makbul and Mabrur. It's an acquirement. It's, 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 it's not something that you get. It's not a gift that you get. Like the, the gift of Hajj is the, the gift, one of, the, one of the gifts of Hajj that you get free of charge, you don't pay a penny for it, is to get total forgiveness with surety, guaranteed that you're completely forgiven. Everywhere else in your world, there's a wish and desire that Allah wants to forgive us. And there's a hope and intention that we are forgiven. But there's no guarantee at any stage that there is gar pure guarantee for forgiveness except for on Hajj. And it's free of charge just simply because you've made yourself ready for it. And you've gone for Hajj and you've prepared for that. Allahu Akbar. But to obtain the Hajj be becoming Hajj Magbul and Mabrur, it's a proper re a preparational process that takes for years. So yes, it's a good sign when Allah can put that excitement into the feeling of the person and he gets emotionally involved. Because if a person gets emotionally involved, suddenly you start to do things in that way. And that's part of the preparational process that needs to happen. Finance is one of that. It's probably the least of them all.
You need to have the necessary knowledge. You need to go and seek that. So when the excitement gets there, so Allah incites into you a process of saying to you, start to go out there and seek the knowledge. Prepare yourself if you're, of your character. Look at how you can improve yourself in mannerism, in ha'atid, in way manira, that you can actually be a better person and you can go into the international world and they can see that you represent your people as a wonderful and a good person with good character and meaning and you leave a, pers- a, 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 a proper uh, um, positive uh, impact on them because of your, your character and your behavior and that you can always consider others and that you, when you interact with the international world you come to realize you're representative and you must be able to make others feel the best wherever you find them and you always see yourself as less and you consider them as better than you and not dream yourself that you are a perfect person or that you are a perfect Muslim so this yes it is all the positivities that Allah instills. Now these are the ways that Allah totally uses technology to work on our hearts, to make us positive. And these are positive things. When you and I see these things on the, on, the, on, uh, on the TV and you get the excitement and you feel you want to do it. But these are all the means that Allah wants you to be able to speak to Allah. To beg of Allah, oh Allah Tala, if this is what I need to, for preparation, grant me the power and the might and grant me to come nearer and give me that. That I fulfill it in the best possible manner, not super official but I come out of there totally successful a benefit for myself a benefit for my families a benefit for those who have left this dunya before but a benefit for my children my offspring for many more generations to come that I leave a positive com- impact on them with the fact that Allah has granted me to be able to go and perform this hajj and may Allah grant our hujaj to be uh, people who gr- obtain the hajj to be makbul and maburur and that they come back and they benefit us furthermore Ameen Ameen Ya Rabbil Ameen so much for that Sheikh. There is no other questions that has come through. So for the few minutes that we do have left, she can continue on our segment inshallah. Okay, Shukran Jazakrahir for that one, Yasmina. When we look at the the the, the, the verse the verses, after Allah said Falyabudu Rabbahadal Bait, Allah makes a statement and says, Alladi Ataamahum Minju. The objective here is to man make man aware of the fact that man's nature is Whenever you want to remind him of positivity, but how about this? And what if this? What if that? He, he looks at the negativities and, and, and he makes them the big things. So Allah then says, And Allah wants to bring to them that remember was it not for the fact that we fed you that we made you people who did not meet up you would not have been able to carry out your jo- job and your duty and if you had to have poverty in your life and you had to be weak and you wouldn't have been able to be powerful and strong and healthy then anybody else could have override you and take you out of Mecca and you wouldn't have been the leaders and the rulers of the place Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah and was it not for us to give you a sense of safety and security in the land and to protect you from wrongful things and negative things then you wouldn't have been able to travel to the south and to the north similar than you and I in the world that we are living with so the very things that we obtain it's all from Allah it's all Allah's protection and if you can but imagine was it not for Allah's deep worry and concern over us over you and me would you and I be able to use the computer as we do today would you and I be press the button of the stove and the fridge and the, the light and the water and these things, the buttons that we press in the modern day? Would you and I be able to go to the train for traveling or to the, to the uh, bus stop or the, uh, the taxis 
or, or, or even to the plains and travel the world? Would you and I have been able to? So instead of wanting to go or be those people who wants to find yes, but and what, yes, and, and what fun di and what fun day, let us be of those people who rather not to ask those questions, not being of those people to want to find the negative things, let's look at and say, what are we doing? Are we really worshipping our Lord? Because our Lord shows us if we really worship Him, He will put honor and greatness and glory into us and give us a positive impact on those around us and to leave a positive legacy for our future generations of what we've done and how we've submitted to him. May Allah grant us success. May Allah grant us openness and broadness and recognition of how fortunate we are and that we strive to be able to show Allah how much we appreciate the favors and we recognize as Muslimin we are those people who've been fed with excessive amount of favors and our favors and enjoyment that we have and that we experience in the day to day is billions of times much greater than whatever the Quraysh could have even enjoyed and Allah tell us not speaking to the Quraysh here so yeah he mentions them by name but to, for us to reflect and to realize if they were reminded of their favors how much more should we be reminded of the favors that we just take for granted subhanak I mean, we stay in a Cape Town where we have the best of fruit and vegetation that is around. We have the best type of um, uh, uh, um, um, seafoods that comes to us. We have enough sheep and goat and camel, uh, uh, goats and sheep and, 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 and things of this nature that you can eat and drink and have food and fruit and, and, and meat to eat. Subhanak, all these things are right there. And how fortunate is when Allah has made me a child of the people of Cape Town, amongst the Muslims of Cape Town. These are favors per, per se, you cannot compare it. Imagine you were a child of mid-Africa, where there was poverty all the times, or most of the times. And I'm yeah, just reflect what happens to the many people that come from Malawi up to us. And the reason why they are here. It's simply because to find means to enjoy something to eat and to drink. And you and I still have reason to be able to complain. May Allah pardon us, forgive us, and grant us to come to realize how much we need to show appreciation for the great favors of Allah. Amin, thumma amin. But for now we are going into our second segment. And that is, of course, I am a Muslim, what is expected of me. And here we are going to be doing a brief recap in terms of where we stopped last week and Thursday. And Sheikh is going to be doing the honors. Sheikh, tafadu. Shukran as-salamu alaykum, barakalafikum. Thanks very much for that, Mu'ati Yasmina. Alhamdulillah, with, with reference to what we did in this segment, I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me? We are dealing with the subject matter of Salah. And in the subject matter of Salah, we are, we've dealt with certain aspects. Um, and allow me just to recap what we did last week. We were speaking on, on the last day, last week, the times and the places that was exempted from prohibition. We spoke, spoke about the the uh, times it was ex- exempted was the fact that um, we can we on uh, uh, the exemption comes from the process of the certain times when we in actual fact needs to be able um, that we are prohibited to pray right now that things has been done the week pri- the day prior and then we got to the exemption to that which means there's times that it's not recommended for us to pray but there's certain places and times where that there is an exception to that Another exception we said, the first one is on a Friday in Ju- for Jumu'ah, when you go to Jumu'ah and you enter the masjid and you need to be able to perform the sunnah when you enter the masjid, it wouldn't affect you because that Friday Jumu'ah khutbah 
and the Jumu'ah time period and the fact that you enter into that has got nothing to do and Allah ex- ex- exempt us from the fact that you enter into the masjid um, at the waqt of, of, of Zawal performing your sunnah salah at that moment nothing wrong happens to us and you're not violating the processes you're actually submitting to the cause and that is the exception or the exemption that there is that Allah grants us at the Jumu'ah inshallah on Fridays that we are exempted then from the process of having to not make salah at the waqt of Zawal right that is, that is the first one. The second one was uh, the exemption that there is, or that there is on the path of place, is that we are exempted from all the sunnah salas, all the sunnah salas which is not normally permissible, and and in place and in time, in the haram of Makkah, in any time in the haram of Makkah that you are there, there is no exception to the rule that the, the exception to the rule is Makkah itself is the exception. There you can make salah at any time, even if it's in the waqt of Zawal. But it's not Sunnah to be able to come there with the intention to come only for Zawal at that moment now to do this. But you can do your adhkar and your ibadah at any time. So remember. In Zawal or prior to the sunrise or, or, or during the sunrise or during the sunset, if you are busy in Tawaf or Salah around the Kaaba at that period, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said there is no, nothing wrong at that moment and simply because it's Makkah, Makkah has been given that honor at all times. And then part of the other uh, exemptions or exceptions that there is to the road is if a person normally performs Sunnah Salah after the ablution, after the wudu, then he means performed that salah immediately after the wudu. So, whenever he wanted to take wudu, he took wudu at that moment, irrespective of what walked it is, there is no exception. He is not being kept to be do, doing wrong. It's accepted for him immediately after the sunnah, after his wudu that he takes, then it's permissible for him to be able to perform all the sunnahs that there is, and it's not wrong for him to perform, especially to perform the two rakaat that needs to go after the wudu. The other one is when entering the masjid. The greeting at the masjid. In the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa the greeting is a very, very important greeting for us. That we do not sit down when we enter into the masjid. We just come in and sit down. We must stand and perform two rakaats. That is how far the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has reminded us. Except for when the salah has started, the fard salah has started, when the ikama goes off. If the akama goes off, then for that matter, you cannot perform your two rakats. But if you, you enter into the masjid, not to sit down, not to do anything, but to be able to perform two rakats, sunnah is highly recommended, except the exception is when you enter the masjid, there, no matter what period it is, that salah is best to do, and there's no exception to the fact, or oh, something wrong, it's permissible for you, simply because the teacher, uh, the role model, the guide, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's the one that tells us what the exception is. And we follow his duty. No, so nobody can then say, yeah, but there's exception to take me. Whether he's called Shafi or Hanafi or Hanbali or Maliki, they dare not say if the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has spoken. And if the Nabi has spoken, they need to submit to that in totality. Otherwise, they are the people who reject this deen, the deen of Muhammad, or they want to alter it. Na'udhu billah. May Allah grant us to become Muslim. To recognize Islam means submission in totality. Not to Shafi, not to Hanafi, not to Maliki, not to Hanbali, but total submission 
and striving to be able to be exact and precise to what comes from Allah Ta'ala and His Rasul Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And let us be proud as Muslims to follow Muhammad and to be his followers. And not to be fanatical Shafi'is or fanatical Hanafis or fanatical Malikis or fanatical. Being fanatical is what is the work of Shaitan. We become so fanatical and we want to do it that way. But that is not what comes from Allah and His Messenger. Those are the wrongs that we entertain. And we bring corruption and destruction in this deen. If we want to be so fanatical and having to follow, if the Nabi has spoken. Listen to what Imam Shafi says. Listen to what Imam Malik says. Listen to what Imam Abu Hanifa says. Listen to what Imam Shafi says. All of them says the same thing. He says, if any time I tell you anything and you find a hadith of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa you immediately take my words and you reject it as you make it as part of the worst of things that ever has been said. You put it into negativity in at all sense and you never make it part of me. And you then follow what the Nabi says because that is my goal. My goal is that our deen is built on what comes from Allah and what comes in totality from what this Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to us. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Why would they say things like this? They are saying to us, let's not be fanatical. And you being a, fanat be a fanatical shafi or fanatical worker, you make yourself part of the Satanism that there is in the world that we're living in today. You're breaking down the qualities of deen. You're breaking down, you're fighting one another. You're trying to be opposition. We have a deen when our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has gone to the extent of giving the openness of wanting to be able to, for us to find love and care and compassion amongst one another. So to be a Muslim is that we need to show love and care to everyone who says Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammad rasulullah We don't find reason to kill, to hate, to maim, to destroy, to break down, to fight or to oppose, we find reason to unite, we find reason to be able to deal with things in harmonious ways, with respect in total submission to Allah and submission to His Messenger Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and we are proud, we are fanatical about Muhammad, we are absolutely a fanatical, not with ignorance, with submission of understanding, may Allah grant us that inshallah. Shukran so much for that Sheikh and now Sheikh is going to be continuing as to where we stop Sheikh Tafadol. Alhamdulillah. Um, shukran for that one. Auntie Yasmina, we, this week we in that we, we've looked, looked at certain exceptions to the rule. There is more exceptions to the rule of that coming into the sunnah, the, the waqt, the certain qad, where it's not recommended for us to do sunnah. There's certain other exceptions that we've also dealt with or that we're also dealing with, and those uh, exceptions is what the ones that I want to share with us right now. Um, where we, uh, the Sahabi radiallahu anhu by the name of Hazrat Yasser, uh, uh, he said uh, that Ibn Umar, the son of Ibn Umar, radiallahu anhu, saw me praying after dawn. And he said, Oh, yes, sir, the messenger of Allah came to us and we were praying this prayer. And he said, Those of you who are present should inform those who are absent. You are not to pray after dawn, being except two raka'ah, being two raka'ats, which is the two raka'ats that you should have performed prior, before us, before, and you did not get it in time, and you then had to perform it because when you entered the masjid, you found that as we were busy with the fartsara, and you did not get the time to be able to, 
then you can perform your two rakats only. But that is the only. But the Nabi sallallahu said to us, please inform the others generally that we do not perform any sunnah salah after the first salah of fajr, except for if you did not or could not perform the salah, the sunnah salah prior, and you came into the masjid and you found that we were busy making the fart, then and then only could you make the two rakaat. So that is the one that our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has made an exception to the rule of where the person is allowed to be able to perform the sunnah salah. But it's not with the recommendation of making that sunnah salah on the waqt of where the sun rises. It's a recommendation of the sunnah salah to be done immediately after the fart salah has been done. Right? Um, may Allah open the, up the path for all of us. And then the other one is the, uh, um, the fact that when a person is busy or when the person enters into the masjid and he finds that they are busy making the fat salah, is such a person allowed to be able to firm, perform the sunnah salah? Now some people go to the extent says, yes, uh, um, I just want, need to go there and rush off perform my sunnah salah. But salah is something that we need to connect with Allah, communicate with Allah and have intimacy and have an intimacy sense of making precision of what you say in your ruku and what you say in sujood. And if you're going to go into a turaka, uh, you can imagine the speed that you need to do the things. And subhanallah, how are you going to speak? What type of character are you presenting in front of Allah? That you do not perform your salah, the sunnah salah, especially of fajr, before the waqt and rather do it as the Nabi has given permissibility to do it after the waqt is greater, is more important and that you really reflect in your sunnah salah because remember sunnah salah is voluntary. You're not forced to do it. You're not commanded to do it. Fard salah is a necessity that we, we have got no option. We've got no say. We don't have a democratic right there. Your only democratic right in the fard, the fard is to do what has been said and to say, ready my Lord, I'm prepared to carry out. That is a, my democratic right I have within Islam. Right? To be able to say, I listen, I hear, and I, I carry that out to the best of my ability. But when it comes to the sunnah, it's a voluntary thing. Voluntary, you choose to do it or not to do it. Voluntary, you choose to do it and you remember, if you, you, the more you put in, the greater the reward. Your, your commitment, your dedication, your specific. So some people are under the impression, my sunnah salah, I can make Russian too quick. That's a misconception, a misunderstanding of what sunnah and sunnah salah is all about. The sunnah acts is something that you love, you get love to do it. You have a a passion to do it. We have a, 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 a fever of wanting to see positivity comes out of that. And our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says to us, that if that is it, Allah will grant you greatness and glory if you take the sunnah things and you make it, you make it great. You, you put your maximum in there. You go you, the extra mile in there. You make it as if it is a fart or even better than a fart. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. May Allah grant us to understand our deen. Our sunnah is, is issues is not lesser in, in, in status. Must be superior in status. And, and, and because we are not compelled, we just offer the opportunity. And when we take to the opportunity, we put in maximum value, maximum mental capacity, maximum uh, 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 taqwa and iman and humility in that salah. And we, we perform it to the maximum level of perfection. Right? 
And the, because remember to the extent our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that Yawm al-Qiyamah when a person has done most probably errors and wrongs and mistakes in his ibadah and his salah, then it will be looked at his sunnah that is salah. If his sunnah is perfect and wonderful and great, it might be as means that Allah can take that sunnah salah and replace it as part of the fara'id that he has done. So as Muslims, we need to be able to recognize. So this is what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said to us. Abu Raira relates to us in the hadith. And the Nabi says, if the prayer has been commenced, if the salah has started, there ought to be no other salah except for the Fard Salah, which means at the moment the Iqama goes off, everybody's attention is to be able to perform the Fard Salah immediately. Meaning that we do not go, this is, I remember again, this is nothing to do with Shafi or Hanafi or Hanbali or Maliki, this is Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam speaking. So every Shafi, every Hanbali, every Maliki, every, every Hanafi must of necessity submit to that, or there's a question about the Iman and the Islam. There is a question, because you and I then are following, being fanatical, being ignorant, being then a person who wants to prefer not to do what is what Muhammad, the only leader, the only teacher, the only guide, says to us, and you want to follow somebody inferior? How dare we? We are Muslims, and Muhammad is the teacher of every Muslim. Muhammad is the role model of every Muslim. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the guide for every Muslim. And every Muslim realizes he's not a fanatical who goes with his own mentality and uses his own if Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has spoken. He realizes as a Muslim, if Muhammad speaks total submission, immediately. May Allah grant us to be sub- submissive to Muhammad, fanatical about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That we love him, that we z- de- desire the process of wanting to do everything in his uh, guidance and his advice. Because Allah says in the Quran, وَمَا أَتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ If Muhammad says to you anything, you immediately submit to that. وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ If he prevents you of something, فَانْتَهُوا Abstain from that. May Allah grant us to be Muslims. Be true Muslims, be real Muslims, be people who recognize our Islam needs to be worked on so much. And we need to be proud of being, being righteous and good Muslimin. Allah opened the path for us. Sorry to say this. Sorry to be able to share this unfortunate, unfortunate processes, but these are what happens to us in our life, and we need to rectify this. We need to come back to true Islam. We need to have the zest and desire to be real Muslims. The Islam that you and I are living is not the Islam of the time of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa But if you and I have the zest and desire to want to be real Muslims and go out to seek and want to understand, and want to implement that, it can happen. And Allah can send the barakah back to our times and days and to our children and our offspring. If you and I take our responsibility to see that that is what we need to do and bring Islam back in societies, it's our responsibility, it's mine, it's ours. Because our offspring will be affected by what we leave behind. If positivity of what comes from Allah and His deen is what we've left behind, then sure, positivity will be in them and their the offspring. May Allah grant khair and barakah to all of us and place barakah and khair in our offspring to be able to come back to this true deen and to have a zest and desire to be able to realize it is the most potent thing for success, overall success of this world, to have riches and wealth and status and position. The Sahaba had it. So yes, we can also have of that. But overall success means not to be able to only have the riches and the wealth and the status, but to be able to be 
a people who leave a positive legacy of what Islam expects of us. And to be successful means to be able to be successful in submissive to Allah in this dunya. So the day when we leave this world, our akhirah will be meeting us up with us in positivity and we will be able to enter Allah's Jannah and we will be able to be free, freed and set free from the fire of Jahannam. May Allah pardon us for our shortcomings. May Allah guide us to what is best. Believe you me, brothers and sisters, and I'm sorry that I have to say this, but I truly say it from my heart, I love each and every Muslim out there. I love each and every Muslim. I love all of you for the sake of Allah. And thank you for loving me. And when I say thank you for loving me, I mean like I have been compelled to love you. You are no less compelled to love each and every one of us. So some of us is pink and some of us is blue, some of us is yellow, and some of us is black, and some of us is cerise, and some of us is gray. It has got nothing to do with the fact. Whoever we are, it's not our color, it's not our status, it's not our age, it's not our position. It's the very fact that you and I say Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah and if you and I don't love every Muslim unconditional there's a major question that you and I might be prevented from entering Jannah. That's what our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says. Right? He says don't dream that you will be able to enter into Jannah unless and until you believe and he says you even can't claim that you really believe unless and until you love every Muslim unconditional. May Allah place true love in my hearts for all of you. May Allah place true love in our hearts, in all our hearts for each and every other Muslim out there and that we recognize we have a responsibility to be in support of one another. And we cannot without one another. And that's why I say thank you for loving me. And thank you for also making dua for my weaknesses and faults and for my errors and my mistakes. I'm human, no less than you. And I would not want to be able to forget you. May Allah grant success and grant us to be able to be of those people who recognize really where we are. And say to ourselves, let us not fool ourselves as having to dream or see perfect Muslims on a No, no, no. We are the weak Muslims of Cape Town. There's been superior than us, more greater Muslims that was more obedient to Allah. They had less of knowledge, less of exposure. Yet they, they kept and hold to the haq so strong. And they wanted to carry it out to the best of their ability in the process. Shaitan played the role amongst them where some, some of us were given certain things that was not true Islam. May Allah bring us back to true Islam, inshaAllah. Not blame them, but ask Allah to pardon them. Had they known better, they would not have given us the exposure of those negative things. But it was unfortunate Allah has tested them and we're not yet be able to highlight the, 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 their weaknesses. We want to highlight the fact that if they've made the error that you and I are being present here and alive, we recognize. So let's us, we take to, to go to Allah and say to Allah, Allah, this is our fathers, our forefathers who've been exposed by shaitan to negativities, to wrong, and they didn't know better. Oh Allah, please pardon them. Please make the cover with nur and barak and forgive them. They've been your ummah. They said, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. But unfortunately they were misguided to Allah that the shaitan has corrupted and destroyed them, have given them, and Allah, you know these circumstances better than us, and we are not here to be able to defend them for wrongs. But please, O oh Allah, you've made them Muslim, you've made them our forefathers, we beg you, please pardon them, please forgive them, grant them the, the, the best status, give the, the status of the, 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 the barzakh, a sense of contentment and ease, 
for them and it'd be so easy for them that it is when the day they stand up yawm al-qiyamah that they be proud to be the ummah of your nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that they may be forgiven and that they may be be honored with the hand of the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam who will serve them of that water to drink from the kawthar and may may they be and all of us be of those people inshallah who will enter jannah without having to feed to meet up with the difficulties in the encampment of the fire of jahannam amin amin ya rabbal alamin and so, thus we're looking at the hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He said, "Now Abu Huraira said to us, if a prayer has started, if a, if a person has started with a prayer, then uh, if, if the, the prayer has started in the first sense if, of the imam, the, the iqama has gone, then all sunnah salah becomes to an end immediately." Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam speaks. You, which means you and I did do any sunnah salah at that moment. No, 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 the Russian. No, 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 no. In actual fact, there's, there's other hadith that indicates to us, where the scholar says to us, when a person is about to be able to start a fart salah and the karma goes off, a sunnah salah, I'm sorry, the person starts a sunnah salah and the karma goes off, that he says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, he brings his salah immediately into the sunnah salah and he can perform that sunnah salah again after the fart salah. Right? That is even the, the sunnah salah of Fajr. Right? And I'm speaking here to everybody that calls themselves Muslim. If you and I are Muslim, we're speaking directly to the Muslims and saying to the Muslims, if you claim you are Muslim, see that you follow. If there is, this is the tariqah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa then you become fanatical about that. But not fanatical about a Shafi, a Hanafi, Hanbali, a Maliki. And we find reason to fight one another just to be able... Because when we start with a sunnah salah and, you, and the karma goes off, that you give preferences, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa to the salah, and every other salah comes to an end immediately, we do so immediately. And as the scholar says, that you break your salah, that sunnah is better. If you've performed your sunnah salah and it has been, been performed, where more than half has been done, and the karma goes off, see that you actually gracefully comes to the end of your sunnah salah so that you can enter into the saf as soon as possible and it's best for you to be able to start your fart salah in the saf with the imam than having to be in a sunnah salah so your sunnah salah doesn't add your quality greater than what you're actually missing of the greatness of having to start with a fart salah in the salah from this beginning is better than a million thousand or thousand million sunnah salahs that you want to do will never ever be equal to one fart salah after the iqama is gone we need to understand this is a, this is the, this is the life of Islam. This is the life that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam has given to the best people of the great Sahaba radiyallahu anhum, who's been the reason cause why you and I are Muslim, and we cannot dream Islam without those great personalities, those pioneers of Islam, which Allah has selected to be the Sahaba of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, revered, very special, of a very high caliber will be the people of a high caliber for the dunya and they will have the highest status in the akhirah. Shouldn't we be proud to be their followers? Shouldn't we be proud that Allah has made us the ummah of those pioneers who's been our forefathers? Allahu Akbar. Salah and salam upon our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his family and his friends and those sahaba which Allah has selected to be the pioneers of our deen, to be the reason that you and I have entered into Islam. 
اقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله ما الله جعلت خير بركه for now this part of the program we are going to be looking at some of those questions that came through and Sheikh the first question that came through is via SMS from the number 9423 and it says here assalam if a Thursday is in the days of tashriq can you fast nafil non-haji Okay, mashallah, bismillahirrahmanirrahim. The person is asking if the days of, if the Thursday falls in the days of Tashriq or even the Monday falls in the days of Tashriq, which is Sunnah recommended days for us to fast, um, can you fast then on those days? The answer is, our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says to us, ayyamu eid wa ayyamu tashriq, ayyamu aklin wa shurbin wa dhikrallah. It is the day of the days of Eid and the days of Tashriq is a, the days of eating and drinking and enjoyment and the remembrance of Allah. That needs to be the highlights of those days, right? But not fasting. Fasting is not part of those days, right? So even we know that the three days, uh, um, the 11th, the 12th, uh, the, the, the 12th, the 13th, the 14th is the three days a Yamul. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, if you see, when we look at the, the, the month, uh, the month, the tenth day of the Hajj is 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 is, is, is Yamuaid, and then eleven and twelve and thirteen is the days of Tashriq. You cannot use any Sunnah forms to fast in that days because our Nabi Sallallahu says, "Yo ayamu aklin is the days of eating and drinking and dhikrullah, which means very clearly saying to us, it's not the days of fasting." But your dhikrullah must be able to keep your sense of your spirits high in remembrance to Allah. And the best of dhikr says the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the days of tashriq is to make excessive takbir. To recognize and to admit to Allah's greatness and glory and wonder and see him superior to everything and anything that there ever is or has been. And we say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. I hope I've answered that question. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And then the next question is on our WhatsApp. It says, Assalam, my question is still pertaining on the topic of Hajj. When performing Hajj, there is a dam to pay, as one, in our case, perform an Umrah during the time of the Hajj period. Is it the dam only covers for one Umrah only, or can one perform multiple Umrahs whilst in Makkah before performing Hajj? Or does one have to pay a dam for each and every Umrah that one performs before the actual start of Hajj? Shukran. I, I, I think I need to just clear the air here about the processes. There's quite a few things that need to be looked upon here. First and foremost, the, 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 the Hajj season is very, very specific. And this is what Allah means. Al-Hajju Ashurum Ma'lumat. It's known very specific time. But similarly, the Umrah season is also very specific. Now the Umrah season prior to the Hajj period, prior to the time of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's Hajj that the Nabi performed, prior to then, the Hajj, the Umrah season was known to be only during the period of Hajj, during the period of right through the, the month of the year, except for the, except for the, the Hajj period. So when you perform a, hajj, a Umrah in the Hajj period, you are then need to pay a dam because you need you have now joined the Hajj and the Umrah together. But ever since Allah Ta'ala sent our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he performed the Hajj and he did the Hajj and he called the Hajj what we as known as today as Tamattu' 
Our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, if I knew the day that I left Medina, what I know now, when I'm here standing on Marwa, and I have to break my, I have to come out of my, 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 my haram, if I had to know that day, I would not have brought a sheep along to slaughter, because that slaughtering of the sheep needs to happen. If I, if I have it with me, I need to stay in Ihram. And I'm going to stay in Ihram. That was what happened with the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But everybody who did not bring along a sheep must go out of Ihram. And there was only two people with the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that stayed in Ihram. Everybody, everybody, even the children of the Sahaba, the Sahaba radiallahu anhu, all of them, and all the children of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that was present, they all left the state of Ihram. Right? So, this gift of having to be able to come in and to perform what we call tamattu. is means we're going to grant you the favor of, you're going to be considered as if you're remaining in Ihram all the time. You are in Ihram. You are not, you don't need to go into Ihram again and again and again and again. You are as if you're in Ihram, but we are going to allow you to get out of it. Every time you go to the haram of Makkah and make and go there and make a tawaf, it would be considered as if you are in ihram and performing a full umrah. So you don't need to go for another umrah and a umrah and a umrah and a umrah. But at the same time, you need to also understand that the umrah season has been very specific prior to Islam of the, the Hajj of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam but even now since we now give the permissibility for now there is the Hajj and the Umrah season right through the year you can perform your Umrah 24 you can perform your Umrah 12 months of the year right any time of the year except for the fact that if you are in Tamattu you don't need to go for another Umrah and another Umrah and another Umrah and if you are going to, to Makkah for an Umrah in the Hajj season, you are not going to be kept penalty that you only can leave your ihram after the state of... That is meant by tamattu' a favor that has been granted to you. So you couldn't go for an Umrah. You couldn't go for an Umrah if you were... Uh, 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 if it was the Hajj season. That, that was the normal rule. But ever since Allah has granted the Hajj of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam performed and granted what is known to be tamattu' for this Ummah, this great favor, from here onwards we get this favor, that favor of tamattu' is as if you will be in the state of ihram right through from the moment you enter at the Umrah period and you keep in that state but you will be able to relieve yourself so that you can have the freedom to interact with your partners. Not to, 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 to abuse. Not to be disrespectful in Makkah, not to show little respect or do what you want to do or play games or play cards or waste your time in Makkah under no circumstances. You're supposed to be more focused, to be more aware of the fact of this great favor that you've been granted. And going for another Umrah and an Umrah and an Umrah whilst you're in the state is nonsensical, does not make sense. May Allah pardon, may Allah grant khair, and that we actually come to realize that the person actually has to pay just one dam and there's no extra dams he's going to pay. Shukran so much for answering that. For all of the questions that are still coming through, unfortunately, this is where we'll have to leave it. We will be looking at that tomorrow, inshallah. So do stay tuned to the radio, same time, same place. And for now, I'm going to be allowing Sheikh to do the closing dua for us as we go into our fa- the Asr broadcast. Shukran jazakrakhir. We make the final dua collectively. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wal Asr. Innal insana lafi husr. 